Welcome to the eLaborate Topics Podcast, where we focus on lab-specific strategies for medical laboratory professionals. We're proud to be the healthcare detectives that work behind the scenes to get the results needed to influence medical decisions. Let's grow together and jump right into the lab. Welcome back to another episode of the eLaborate Topics Podcast. Oh my God, we are halfway through season three. This year has just flown by. Um, We are so excited that you guys are listening today. We appreciate all of our listeners. Before we get too deep into this episode, please share this out with your friends because today we're going to be talking about personal motivation and inspiration in a time where there is so much burnout, there's so much stress around what we do, why we do it and who we do it for. We want to make sure that we take out a moment to review some episodes that we feel like if you miss it, go back and listen uh, because it will really enhance your day. And I do that sometimes. Sometimes if I'm having an off day, going back and revisiting a quote, going back and revisiting uh, uh, in-service or a teaching or a TED talk really helps me put things back in perspective. So today uh, I am your co-host for this show along with Tywana Wilson. How's it going, Tywana? I'm doing good, Stephanie. Hi, friends and listeners all around the world. Thank you for tuning in. And we are going to offer you two episodes that we each picked, and we're going to go back over them and help you guys with some personal motivation, some inspiration, some vision, some forward movement to get us through the rest of the year. And so I'll go ahead and kick us off, Tawana, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead, Stephanie. I am eager to jump in and get started. Because one of my favorite episodes from season three is actually your episode, an episode that Taiwana recorded. Um, and I've actually listened to it a couple of times. It's episode 27. And the title is Do Does Who You Know Really Matter? Creating a Circle of Influence That Pays. And I'll tell you, Taiwana, one of the reasons that this really hit home for me is because this is exactly how we met. Um, I, me and you met through a, a mutual, a mutual professional friend who is Tiffany Channer. Shout out to our friend Tiffany Channer. Hey, Tiff. For those of you who don't know the story um, behind Elaborate Topics, uh, we were in the height of the pandemic three years ago, and I reached out to my friend Tiffany Channer and said, hey, do you think you can get me on Coach T's show? You know, do you think you can reach out to her <laughs> and see if she'll put me on her show? And, ta- and ta- Tiffany said, I'll do you one better. I'll connect you with her and you can talk to her yourself. And so I reached out to Taiwana and she didn't know me from Adam in the garden <laughs> of Eve. <laughs> But Taiwana <laughs> confidently said, you know what? I think we have enough for our own show. And Taiwana had actually been talking to Lona. And so um, some of the things that Taiwana talks about in this episode or making sure that you have a network and making sure that you are um, joining meaningful organizations and making sure that you are maintaining your relationships. And uh, because her and I were both doing those exact things, it's one of the reasons we've been able to curate this very podcast. But in addition, 
Um, I, you know, volunteer in a couple of different professional organizations. And there are times, many times, where people toss out, you know, uh, names of lab professionals that I've worked with. Taiwan's name comes up a lot as a known pro uh, professional mentor in these spaces. And people are able to throw out these names because uh, Taiwana and others have built a legacy for themselves in this space and have become very well known for the things that they do, particularly um, the gift and the art of adding value to other people. And so I really enjoy this episode. It's very motivating. I love the story of uh, you connecting or so you thought connecting with the high level executive over and over again. <laughs> and uh, he, he kept forgetting that he, he had already met you. And at the end, the moral of the story was that you were so busy being a fan of this person that you were losing out on the opportunity to potentially connect with other people in the room. And that really struck home with me. And uh, as we come up on a season, the fall, we're recording this right now in September of uh, 2023. And the fall is always a busy time in our profession for conferences. And it's always one of those episodes I like to listen to to kick you in the butt and get you motivated um, to strengthen your network, uh, to really cultivate those people that you've handed out cards to, to send that um, touch point email and say, hey, you know, I'm coming to the annual meeting. I'll be at this conference. Let's link up when we get there um, and to just get you back on your A game in terms of networking. Absolutely. I, that story I use quite a bit because it was really an awakening for me. Because, again, if you all have not listened to the episode, you should. But you can get comfortable saying, I know such and such or, you know, I'm in such and such network. And while you're busy touting their name, it doesn't mean they're doing the same thing for you. So as medical laboratory professionals near and far or pathology professionals near and far, we should always make sure too that people are knowing our names, right? So we can't rest on the laurels of knowing somebody, knowing a connection, but do they know us as well? So that when those job opportunities come up, those scholarship opportunities, if you are a student come up, you know, those opportunities for awards or anything like that, that you are top of mind for people as you go throughout your career journey. So it's always helpful uh, for me, too, as a reminder that I have to get out and connect because I am an introvert. <laughs> so introvert, I am. I am truly an introvert. But it is important for me too that reminder to to get out and make sure that I am meeting people and not just resting on my uh, laurels of being friends with, say, a, a Tiffany or a Dana Baker or Aaron Odegaard. Is is important for for people to know me outside of of them as well. So that was. A great episode and great feedback. So I'm happy I was able to add value on that episode. It also, it made me think of uh, one that I'll share as we were talking about the professional network and making sure you're meeting new people is episode 21 that was medical lab scientist to entrepreneur. And it featured 
Unika Alexander. This was one that Lona did. And I really liked that episode because it was Unika talking about her experience as a medical lab professional, but then she also ventured out and she started her own company. She co-founded the Proficient Lab. And one of the things that she talked about is having that circle of influence with her mentor that really helped her to get her, move her idea from idea to actual execution of creating the software and app to be able to do competency training and uh, competency and training. So in that episode, she talked about uh, moving from the bench to co-founding her company, The Proficient Lab. And she really emphasized the importance of training and competency and maintaining a quality system and ensure, to ensure patient care. I think what was kind of fascinating to me about that as we were talking about personal inspiration and motivation, because sometimes as lab professionals, we get caught up in our, this is the way a lab professional was supposed to do their career. You work in a hospital, you know, or maybe a reference lab, you move up to lead tech, maybe supervisor, manager, and, you know, if you're fortunate, director or VP or something like that. And what Unika was saying is that what she did is that she identified a gap. And a lot of times we don't really lean in to our unique value proposition and we make things too complicated. Why? Because we're technical and that's what we do. But she had that uh, passion for training and competency and know that that is an issue where a lot of laboratories may not do that uh, to the best of their ability. It could lead to quality issues due to insufficient training, trying to hurry up and get somebody on the bench. But she talked about just being passionate about that and being able to solve the need. So a lot of organizations out there are utilizing her company's software to be able to create a comprehensive type of a training and uh, competency program. But again, it just kind of speaks to if you're thinking, well, what do I do next? What do I do next in this industry besides go and get another degree or certification? What else can I do? And Unica reminds us that we need to look at where there are gaps in our organization. Look at where there are gaps in our industry. And do you have the passion, the skills, the knowledge to be able to solve the need that all of us scholars <laughs> are out here trying to figure out? So your inspiration and motivation to do these things can take you a lot further than your formal education sometimes. So I just thought that was a great reminder that it doesn't take a rocket sciences to be able to come up with some of these ideas that, you know, that could be innovative or not. But in her case, she took a basic need that us in the laboratory are struggling with training and competency and documentation and creating a robust system to be able to uh, feel the needs of where those gaps are. So I, for me, that's pretty motivating and inspiring being an entrepreneur myself. What do you think about that, Stephanie? 
I think that's amazing. I think I think we have been um, really lucky in the ability to interview so many amazing guests on this show. Um, and they've all come with so many unique perspectives. And I'm always really intrigued and amazed by um, the people in our field who have been able to, like you said, use the skills that we learn um, to become entrepreneurs and to build upon that um, skill to really offer something to the entire industry. Like you said, filling a gap. Um, and Lona's uh, guests have been really insightful in terms of in terms of meeting those needs uh, for our listeners and really myself. And um, while we're on the subject of Lona's episodes, um, it really, while you were talking, made me think of another episode that's of Lona's. um, And it was episode nine from this season of how the hyperachiever could lead to burnout in medical lab professionals. And this one was really great for me because, um, a lot of our talks, even when I listen to them, can be so inspiring and it makes you um, kind of intrinsically think, where can I fill a gap? Where can I do? What challenge can I meet? And how can I do more? How can I strive to excel? What a, you know? Do I have an entrepreneur within myself um, and how do I get started? Um, there's nothing competitive about it, but you almost end up intrinsically um, questioning yourself, like competing with yourself. And this episode um, talks about uh, nodding, not allowing that spirit to become unhealthy for you, right? So sometimes you can get so caught up in chasing the future or chasing tasks. And many lab professionals, like Lona says in this episode, are hyperachievers. That's why we get to the level we get to. That's why we're so efficient at our job, because we're very detail-oriented Um and all of those things that are labeled as hyperachiever, but not allowing the, I think the characteristics of our personalities of wanting to achieve, wanting to get certifications, wanting to, um, you know, go to conferences, wanting to present, uh, wanting to have successful cap inspections, wanting to have the perfect validations, not allowing those things to create stress and overwhelm you. And a lot of those things can eventually uh, lead to burnout. When she talked about the hyperachiever, one of the things that stuck out to me was I have a lot of those characteristics and many of you, <laughs> if you reach out to Lona, might find the same thing for yourself, but um, you're good at covering up insecurities with a positive image. You maybe keep people at a safe distance. Um, the thoughts you have might be that you are worthy as long as you are successful and other people think you are successful. Um, but then knowing that the negative impact of always driving towards a goal and being so in result oriented is that you lose peace and happiness. Peace and happiness is fleeting or short lived because it is attached to brief celebrations of achievement. Right. Um, and then your self-acceptance um, intrinsically becomes conditioned on the next success. And when you don't get that success, it can be a huge blow to you. So, um, you know, I've had to do a lot of, you know, um, thoughtfulness for myself when I listen to that episode and, um, really be very self-aware and understand when I'm getting into those modes and just understand that, you know, your self-validation, your self-acceptance, your self-love, 
is not conditional on your performance. It's, con you know, this whole thing is a journey, not a sprint. And we all want to make it to the end. <laughs> and so you can't burn <laughs> yourself out in the beginning trying to achieve everything. Um, but looking around you and truly being happy for other people's success, truly being um, appreciative and grateful for how far you have come. And it's okay to have goals. It's okay to have aspirations. It's okay to continue to strive, um, but don't burn yourself out on that journey, um, trying to get to where other people are. Um, and we, like I said before, do have a lot of inspirational people like Unika on this show. Um, but it's okay to see that and say, you know what, how can I get there? But understanding again, it's a journey um, and not a sprint. What do you think, Tom? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'm I'm sitting here processing everything that you said, and, and you're absolutely right. And I think, too, that society programs us that, to do more, right? To do more, you know, you want to succeed. And when you do more and succeed, you get, you know, more money, more recognition, more this, more that, more things, right? And so we can you know, program our minds to think that that is, the, that is the way. And I think as I work with young people, as I work with people in the laboratory, why failure is so difficult because we are so programmed to achieve and getting that temporary satisfaction of, of the next award, the next promotion, the next whatever. And so it can lead to burnout and stress. Now, I like my TV. And I like watching TV and I'm a big uh, documentary uh, watcher. I'm always just looking at it thinking, you know, how did somebody get to where they are? But there are a couple of specials that I have seen on TV and it talks about the increased use of some of the uh, prescriptions, you know, for different uh, illnesses or such as ADHD and, and one documentary, and I don't remember uh, which uh, streaming station it was on, but they talked about that people are pushing their uh, physicians to prescribe them uh, the medication that they give you for ADHD so that they can perform, right? Not that they needed it for ADHD, but they wanted to be able to be stimulated so that they could do more, so that they can be their best, so that they can hit the next goal, the next level. And that is conditioning from society, right? So to you want to always be able to stay up late. I remember being in college and staying up late and cramming and making sure that I had all the energy to be able to, you know, score great on my exams. And it just makes me think, especially after uh, revisiting that episode that Lona uh, talked about the hyperachiever and it leading to burnout. And we are seeing uh, young people, uh, younger and younger, that they are feeling that same thing of I need to be able to get all A's and have a 4.0 and different things. And so, uh, yeah, that, that's a tough one. That is, is really tough. a tough one, Stephanie. That's very tough. And, you know, even uh, if I think about that from um, 
you, you mentioned young people. If I think very young, even my, my children in elementary school, you want them to value grades and you want them to, you want to, you know, coach them and guide them to do the best you can. But it is, you know, a, del- a delicate balance to show them do the best you can, but I'll love you regardless of the outcome. Because it is very easy. And I can, I can recall in my childhood, you know, my parents being very, excited when I would bring home certain grades and then having a different reaction when I brought home other grades. And then, mm-hmm. um, and you know, parents always do the best they can. I love my parents, by the way. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, that contributing towards when I do well, there is this external reaction. And when I don't do well, there is this external reaction. And then you continue to program yourself to always look for that reaction. And so again, it's just, balance and all part of Mm -hmm. self-care, which we've got tons of episodes on. People um, like uh, Dr. Uh, Kwame um, did um, many episodes for us on how to help to look at your self-care and balance yourself um, in different studies. Um, But I think that's just something that we constantly have to look at. I agree. And as you think about that, for from the inspiration and motivation standpoint, yeah, it's great. Look at other people for inspiration that things are possible, but don't get so caught up that you feel like that you are sacrificing the, the self-care part of it. Like I said, use what you need to to be inspired and, and be motivated, but understand that balance as well. So it brought me to another episode that was actually one that you did, Stephanie. And so it was episode 24 from Lab Coat to Entrepreneur and CEO with Ayanna Woods. I really like this episode because as we think of inspiration and motivation, I like to hear other people's journeys of how they were able to use their their core or their foundation. And in this case, their foundation was having a background in medical laboratory science to be able to make impact in another way. And so with Ayana, she actually started Fancy Free Hair and Skin Care. So it was a hair and skin care line. And what happened is that she was getting all of these uh, requests basically for consults from family and friends of of different products that would help them with their hair. I am an African-American woman and I definitely have to use different products that works well in my uh, natural hair (laughs) and other products don't work so well, right? And so I don't know where Ayana was when I was transitioning from a relaxed hair to natural hair, but uh, she would have been very helpful at the time of finding what products work or what can I do for my skin if your skin may have acne or maybe uh, oily or combination. But she started getting so much uh, request for consultation, it really inspired her to think deeper into, can I do something else to be able to make impact and also use uh, the information that I've already been equipped with? So she used her experience with working in a laboratory, and I believe she was in the blood bank uh, when she was in the lab. I could be wrong, but I think she was. But she used her experience with 
working with policies and procedures, which we use all the time, and documentation to be able to help her follow her dreams of entrepreneurship and starting her company of really helping not just her, but other uh, people that were interested in, in starting uh, hair care or uh, skincare lines and going through uh, product uh, packaging, going through industry of making sure you're meeting the right standards for your products, making sure you have those documented policies and procedures. So again, she was able to identify a gap. This gap happened to be outside of the laboratory, but it's still impacting uh, patients, well, I would say clients. I mean, we are all patients at some point, but impacting clients and in the way that they live, but having these streamlined processes of being able to make sure that her product meets the quality standards uh, that's needed for the clients that she used. So she talked about her journey of working and then uh, her family's decision to, you know, basically bet on her dream and her dream of uh, opening her own her own skincare uh, line and hair line. So I thought it was interesting because again, we have many laboratory professionals. They get in the industry, maybe been in the industry for a couple of years and they're like, I'm burnt out and I don't know what to do. And it goes back to what is your inspiration? What do you enjoy doing? And how can you use what you have, the knowledge that you have, your passion to be able to uh, do something else? So I met a young lady on LinkedIn several years ago, and I was really trying to figure out a way to brand myself. And one of the things when I met the young lady, I attended her masterclass that she had on personal branding. So this masterclass was like $200 for a one hour session, one one hour session, $200. And at the time I was trying to figure out a way of, I want to do something different but I want to get out of the lab, but do I want to get out of the lab? Uh, and trying to figure out how do I make that pivot and how do I brand myself professionally with the education that I had, the experience that I had uh, to be able to do something different. And after attending her class, and then she uh, had a mini consultation with each of each people that was in the master class, one of the things that she reminded me of is that my unique value proposition or what's so unique about me that to me, I didn't really get it at the time. And she said, you are an African-American scientist in an underrepresented field. That is your star power. All this time, I really never knew that. I just felt like I was in an industry doing what I love to do, what I had, you know, I wanted to do something different. I still love the the basis of how I got into this industry, but I wanted to not be on the bench per se. I wanted to change the world and impact more people and not just in one place. And so she was able to, based off of different things that I did, she said, that is your star power. Why are you running away from it? And I was like, what? What is she talking about? I'm about to laboratory science. I'm running as far as I can. <laughs> but uh, 
you know, sometimes you need to talk with other people because they will help you in that inspiration of of who you are. And it made me, and I think this was last season where we actually interviewed uh, Takiwa. Uh, it was a STEM related, uh, and I think this was one that you organized, uh, roundtable that you organized as well, but she is the founder of a STEM program. And to see that passion that she had for that, I just, I don't know, I think it's just sometimes you look at other people and you can get the inspiration, but sometimes we make it more difficult than it has to be. And so I have been after my master class and after really sitting in the things that I do well, where can I make impact and the people that I am called to uh, serve, here I am. I am still in the lab world. I am absolutely loving it. I'm still in the lab as well as making impact outside of the lab. But I think episodes that like with Ayana and Unika and some of the other people that we had have been enough because even still, if you stay in this industry long enough, you're going to experience kind of a plateau. But when you hear people's story like theirs and, of course, yours, Stephanie and Lona's, for me, it's exactly what I need at exactly the right time to get a little bit of energy and juice from you all to keep going and keep being motivated and figuring out how I can continue to make impact in this space and in this world. That's amazing. I loved doing that interview with Ayana because it was really like the the passion and fire, like you said, but then the fact that she was so confident in herself, the fact that she bet on herself. And I think that's the piece sometimes we all lose is the little bit of insecurity in the back of our mind um, that maybe makes us question herself. But I think the fact that her mother had that background as an entrepreneur, I believe her mother was a hairstylist herself, um, probably helped uh, Ayanna have that jump off point. And I love the fact that she took it further from there and um, expanded, you know, so no longer is she only in the hair and skincare business, but she also helps small businesses with their product development and their brand development. And so she, she kind of kept using elements that people were coming to her for and then um, develop, developing those into business ideas. Um, until now, I think she said that she was even doing a cookbook or a, a recipe book on how to be an entrepreneur, which I think, you know, many people would find value in. But just like you said, Ayanla, Tequila, um, and all of the other entrepreneurs that we've interviewed, find that spark, find that passion um, where you can be a, a gap, a gap filler, someone to fill a niche and then be confident in yourself. And so um, those have all been really inspiring and in, inspirational and insightful talks to me. Hopefully we have gassed you guys up, giving you some juice and giving you guys some episodes to consider going back and listening to um, as uh, fuel to get you through the rest of 2023. I think we've done a good job here, Taiwana. I think so. We are all about giving you, we don't want to give you too much <laughs> because we want you to act and maybe you just needed to reflect. Maybe you just needed to hear 
from these various episodes and it is exactly what you need to get through the rest of the year. So that's what I got for this. You got anything else, any closing that you want to add, Stephanie? I appreciate our listeners. If you have anybody that you would like us to put on the show, make sure that you reach out to us and we will continue to do our best to bring you the content that you want. Awesome. So thank you again for listening to this episode. This was fun. It's always good to to be in the room with Stephanie, to be at a, a round table with Stephanie. Many of you don't know, and I should be closing, but many of you don't know, or maybe you do, is that Stephanie is one of my sorority sisters. So I absolutely love picking her brain and being in the room with her. But thank you for tuning in to this episode. Make sure you share it out. Sharing is caring. You can find our library of podcast episodes on directimpactbroadcasting.com. Specifically, you can go to elaboratetopics.directimpactbroadcasting.com. We would love to hear from you and feature you. So if you want to be a guest on this show, make sure you let us know. We are also over there on Labs, Lab Vines Lab Stream. So make sure you check it out. And we do have an upcoming roundtable with Lab Vine. It's the Elaborate Topics Access Anything. So just watch our social medias for ways that you can sign up for that particular webinar. We would love to hear your questions. We'll be talking about some of these same things, but make sure you reach out to us, give us feedback on this episode. And again, if there's somebody that we should be interviewing or somebody we should be talking to, uh, tell them they should pitch yourself or you can pitch them and we will get uh, with them. So until next time, my friends, I hope you are inspired. I hope you are motivated and I hope you knock out the rest of the year and be able to do the things that you would like to do. Take care and be great. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Elaborate Topics where your hosts discussed relevant strategies for laboratory professionals. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and listen to us on directimpactbroadcasting.com. Stay tuned for another episode with information you can use to excel in your laboratory career.